Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Steve Phillips brought to you by Washington's Lottery. It's time for our weekly conversation with former GM and MLB Network Steve Phillips. Brought to you by Washington's Lottery. What's on your ultimate bucket list? Play Washington's Lottery today. Now with Steve Phillips, here's Mitch in the Morning. And here he is, Steve Phillips. You know, Steve, on Sunday the Seattle Mariners won a game that was unlikely. They came back from five runs down twice to win 11-10 in their final at bat, and we all said, let's circle April the 19th because maybe that's going to jolt this team into the season. Maybe that's going to be the turnaround game because there seems to be those types of games in sports. In fact, last year the the Mariners were 7-13, Steve, when, when Kyle Seager with his, like, 120 batting average through 20 games hit a home run or a couple home runs to win a game and we looked back upon that game the whole rest of the year as the as the catapult, as the as the as the game that changed the 2014 season for the Mariners. I guess we can safely say that the Sunday game this year was not the case because they've turned around and lost the last two to the Houston Astros. Yeah, you know, you only really know you know those games at the end of the year as to how it impacts it, and and you can you can identify that maybe it could be the linchpin. But if you don't get consistent quality starting pitching, it's going to be tough to win on a consistent basis. And I think that you know, starting pitchers ERA uh, for, the, for the Seattle Mariners is 5.31. 5.31. The only thing that's been predictable in the past for the Mariners is that they've gotten quality starting pitching. They have the second worst starting pitchers ERA in the American League, only second to the Boston Red Sox, who have a 5.49 ERA. And so, you know, for Seattle, you know, other than, than Happ and King Felix, I mean, Iwakuma and Paxton and Tywin Walker have really struggled. Uh, and now Walker was better last night. And, and uh, you know, it's a shame they weren't able to kind of, you know, let him score a point to get a win, you know, for the outing. They got him out when they needed to get out, and the bullpen is what let it up. But when you're, when you're in that funk as a team, you know, you lose all different kinds of ways. You know, your, your closer will blow it. Your middle relief gives up the lead. Your starter gets knocked out early. Uh, you know, you lose a slugfest. You lose the low-scoring game. Uh, and, and, you know, there's just different things that can happen. And right now, they're, they're kind of in that. Uh, and, you know, for, for Lloyd McClendon, he's got to start to have some doubts about his bullpen, too, right now. And, and you know, they, they play off each other. When you have bad starting pitching, a lot of times it leads to bad bullpen work because, and Jim Leland used to say this all the time, you, you want to, to, to use your bullpen when you want to, not because you have to. Lloyd McClendon has to use his bullpen because the starters are getting knocked around and, and coming out of the game early, and he's not able to pick and choose roles and situations, and then they get overworked, uh, and, and then it puts that much more pressure on your hitters who have been really good. And, you know, we used to always say about the Mariners, boy, they've, they've had years where they wasted all this good pitching. Now they're wasting good offense. Yeah. I mean, Nelson Cruz, are you kidding me with what this guy's done? And it's led to what? 
Uh, and so that's been disappointing so far. I have to say that it's been a disappointing start, not anything that's burying uh, Seattle. You know, the Mariners are fortunate that, you know, they're not in the American League Central where you've got the, the, the Tigers and Royals at 11-3, and three, and they're having to dig themselves out of a five-and-a-half game deficit like the White Sox, Indians, and Twins have to do right now. You know, yeah. Houston's on top. I don't believe in Houston. Right. Uh, although Kyle McHugh's nice and Dallas uh, Keuchel's a pretty good pitcher, uh, I don't believe in them. So, you know, there's nothing to panic about, but they need to start playing better baseball. Let me ask you the silliest question that I've ever asked you. What do you do if you're, if you're Lloyd McClendon? What do you do? I mean, you, you, you've analyzed it beautifully. Uh, you've broken it down to let's not waste the hitting. Let's, uh, let's get the starting pitching going. And you say the starting pitching is kind of you know, poor starting pitching leads to poor bullpen. I would say also that they're not in any kind of routine from a starting pitching. You know, it seems like that's addicting too, that when one guy pitches into the eighth, the next guy pitches into the eighth and the next guy throws a complete game and it's one after the right. other. Same thing with the bullpen. And, and we, there's just no rhythm to anything that's going no, on right now. But that, that is that rhythm part of it is, is such a great point because good teams, teams that win, you know, that are, you know, playoff contending teams, there is a rhythm to the game to the which they play. Uh, and, you know, typically it's good starting pitching. They hand it over to the seventh-inning guy, eighth-inning guy, ninth-inning right. guy. Right. Or if they fall behind early, their bullpen holds the deficit and allows them to come back and score runs to win the game. And I think that that's the challenge is to get into that rhythm. The best manager, you know, if, if there were one easy way to solve it, you know, they, they'd sell the magic wand, you'd wave it and fix it. And the best managers are the guys who are a different manager for every player. And Lloyd McClendon's got his work cut out for him because there's a lot. He's got a lot of you know. There are some guys that need a kick in the pants. Some guys that need the pat on the back and the hug. Some guys need the support. Uh, and and when it's your bullpen, you know it's a bit dicey because you know he's going to end up looking like what is he a dope bringing this guy in when he doesn't get anybody out and he gives up uh, two hits, two walks, and in four runs. Right. Uh, but but when your bullpen's not right. The manager will look like a dope because he's guessing like the rest of us are about who's going to be the guy to go to that day. Uh, and so, you know, I think that, that uh, ultimately they'll get it on track and it will start with the starting pitching. Right. The starting staff has to get them deeper into the game. That's where the rhythm comes from. And the good news is you're only as good as your next day starting pitcher. Uh, and they need Jay Happ to go out there and pitch like he's done so far this year. And I'd love to, love to get a swing, more swings and misses from him. But uh, put it in play, let them make plays behind him, and hope that offense can carry the way. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, Steve Phillips is here, Washington's Lottery, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe a bucket list trip or a bucket list uh, opportunity for our baseball fans that, uh, that play the Washington's Lottery. And they've been asking, of course, uh, for, for weeks and months about what would you do with a, a winning lottery ticket. We're, we're making it about baseball with Steve Phillips. We'll do that here in a minute. Uh, the other the other point that needs to be made is the Nelson Cruz point, and he's been just fabulous. I mean, he's having he's having a career month. He's having months that we've never seen here before, maybe outside of junior here and there uh, when they played in the Kingdom. And, and with with Nelson Cruz, here's the other part of the five and nine start that we talked about yesterday. That's a little troubling. With a guy like Nelson Cruz, I'm assuming Steve, you're going to tell me a guy like that is not like Cano from the standpoint that Cano's kind of steady Eddie all the way through the season. Right. You kind of know what you're going to get week to week to week to week. A guy like Nelson Cruz is your typical kind of power-hitting cleanup guy, which means he's going to have two or three or four weeks where he's unbelievable. He can't miss. He's hitting everything 
outside the strike zone, inside the strike zone, hitting for power, finding gaps, hitting home runs. And then he's going to go three or four weeks where you feel like, geez, is he ever going to get a hit again? That's just the way these guys are made. And so as a Mariners fan, you'd like to see them maximize those weeks where he's red hot with victories. And and yet they're five and nine in the 14 games where he's red hot and can't miss. And that's, that's troubling to me. Yeah, it's, it, it can be. I, I think that, that the one benefit about a guy like Nelson Cruz is that his production is, is the obvious part of his impact. His presence is more subjective. The idea that he's in the lineup, that even when he's not right, he has an impact on the opposition, on the opposing manager, on the opposing pitcher, even if he's not swinging the bat and he's not hot. So, so there will still be an added benefit of him being in the lineup, even when they're not productive. But the bottom line is that if you don't pitch, you won't win. That, that, that's, that's it. I mean, so, you know, the Red Sox are sitting atop the division. Let me tell you what, the Boston Red Sox are in big trouble. And, and the Mariners are if they don't get their pitching in place. The, the, the better part for the Mariners is they have better starting pitching than, than the Red Sox do. And they're, and, I, and they're just underperforming right now, and they will get on track. And so I think everybody needs to take a deep breath. They will get their starting pitching on track. Taiwan Walker took a step forward yesterday, much more aggressive in the zone, needs to command his fastball better than he is, but it was a step forward. And, and if Hap can go out there and give him a good outing, you can flip back up to the top of the rotation. Iwakuma is really, in my mind, the key here. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Felix, but Iwakuma the second half last year wasn't the same guy. Right. And he looks more like the guy early this year that finished the season last year. That's a problem. Is it him or is it the way – uh, is the way hitters are, are, are getting in there and the kind of plans that they have against him. What, which one is it? Well, I think that his command isn't where it has been in the past. His two-seamers leaking back out over the plate. He's behind in the count and throwing fastballs and fastball counts, and he can't get away with that. And so, you know, if, if, if he's throwing a split and a fastball count and they're taking it and it's dropping out of the zone, then he's going to have some difficulty but, you know, the one thing about Iwakuma is that as a veteran guy, he kind of knows what to do. He's not going to be the two and two-third inning clunker. You know, he's going to keep you in a game, and if they put up a crooked number in an inning, you know, then he'll be able to flush that out and go out there and still try to keep you in the game in battle. I'm more concerned about, you know, Paxson and Walker need to get on track and, and just be guys that on a bad day, They've given up four runs in six innings. If that, if that can be where they go, mm-hmm. instead of you know six runs in three innings, you've got to get out in the bullpen and, and burn the middle relief and burn everybody there, then you're in trouble. Uh, and so I really do think Iwakuma will give you enough to be competitive that the offense should protect him. But right now, as you said it so succinctly earlier, they need their rhythm to the way they play. And when right. your starting pitching isn't giving it to you and you're in that bullpen so early – you know, it changes the at-bats for your hitters and it changes everything for, for the entire roster. Steve Phillips brought to you by Washington's Lottery. What do you think of the three eleven and 3 teams? I'm assuming you're going to tell me Detroit and Kansas City, not a real big surprise. Both were expected to be good at the beginning of the year. I don't know about your, your old team, the Mets, sitting there 11-3 and three at the top of the East in the National League. Yeah, not as surprising about the, certainly the, uh, the Royals and the Tigers. They're playing really good baseball. The Mets are playing out of their mind. Now, uh, give the Mets a ton of credit. Uh, I mean, eight, nine in a row, 8-0 at home to start the season, and, and boy, do they need that. They've completely changed over the mentality of the fan base. They had hopes and expectations coming in, mm-hmm. but Mets fans, you know, two weeks into the season, they'll always be up. same old Mets, they let us down again. Well, now it's, you know, we had hopes and expectations, and they won eight straight games at home. The crowd is going crazy. New York fans are going nuts right now for the match. And this is a team 
that during this stretch have lost David Wright, <clears throat> their captain, lost Travis Dorneau, uh, their best guy who was playing the best for them, their catcher, which is also going to impact the pitching staff. They lost Jerry Blevins in the bullpen. Uh, I mean, they, you know, they've already lost Zach Wheeler in the rotation, yet they keep winning. And it's a real credit to Terry Collins, their manager, who doesn't get nearly enough credit or recognition for what he's done. Uh, he's a very mature, professional, veteran guy that keeps the, the pedal to the metal and the guy's focused. Uh, and, you know, they may hit a rut at some point, but sometimes it's, it's not who you're playing, it's when you play them. You know, the Atlanta Braves got off to an 8-4 and four start, and they're not an 8-4 and four team. They're, they, they're due to come back down to earth, and the Mets are playing them right now at exactly the right time. And I suspect we'll be able to continue this run of success for a bit because, you know, they're, they're, they've got a little more momentum than the Braves do right now. I don't know that you and I have ever discussed the Chris Bryant story. He's up. He's, uh, you know, everybody's still discussing the process and whether – baseball's rules need to change on 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 how how this all worked he's he's off to a very good start he hasn't hit the ball out of the ballpark yet but he's 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 getting hits he's driving in runs what about him as a player what about the system and whether it needs to be changed he's a beast he is going to be a superstar uh he's made of the right stuff uh he's got character charisma good-looking kid articulate kid he plays the game with a smile on his face how many times you see him on the field smiling like, I love that. It's kind of like Jose, Jose Reyes in Toronto. All he does is smile all the time. He loves playing the game. So that part's terrific. Uh, I don't understand all the hoopla around the system. The Cubs did exactly what the Cubs should do. Scott Boris is nuts uh, as, as the agent in this situation because, you know, he's saying it's about winning. No, that's it, not the goal of a team is not to win. It, it, that's not, the mission statement is to win the most games for the longest period of time. And when you look at that as the, the goal of a team and a franchise, they did exactly the right thing to hold them back to get a seventh year out of them. By the way, Evan Longoria, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays did exactly the same thing as, as the Cubs did with Evan Longoria when he came into the big leagues. Uh, and so the Cubs did the right thing. And, and, and look, if the union wants the rule changed, there's no question. If they, if they think it's unfair and it's not right, absolutely negotiate it. And here's what teams will say. You know what's not fair? That the Philadelphia Phillies are paying Cliff Lee $37.5 million this year, and he can't throw a pitch. So we'll make a deal. We'll say that the guy's got to come up to start the season, and we'll take away guaranteed contracts. You want to make the deal? We'll make the deal. I mean, I, this whole notion that, 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 that this is wrong, why, what, the teams deserve some advantage in some way. And would you rather have you know, your player delayed – you know, 13 days from being a big leaguer and have non-guaranteed contracts? Or would you rather him start the season and, 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 and go that route? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me that there's a problem with this. The Cubs did exactly what they did, and there's no team of all 30 teams in the big leagues. There's not a single team at the major league level that started with the best 25 players in their organization on the roster. Everybody sends players down to the minor leagues that are better than major leaguers, but because it's not about – the first day of the season. It's about having the most players, mm -hmm. the most good players for the most number of games in your organization for the longest period of time. And uh, that's what teams do when they make decisions about who's on the roster and who's not. All right, so since we're talking about Chris Bryant and you say he's going to be a beast, you say he's going to be one of the great players in, uh, in, in baseball for many, many years to come in Chicago. What about the Chicago experience? 
What about the bucket list Chicago experience, the Wrigley Field experience? It's not like it's pristine. You're not going to walk in there and really enjoy the wet restrooms if there are any restrooms these days. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Uh, not yet. Uh, but, but the whole going to baseball oh. in Chicago and enjoying a, a weekend, a, a, a nice weather weekend in Chicago and taking in a few ball games at Wrigley Field must be got to be a, near the top of your bucket list, right? Oh, no question about uh, No question about that. I think that uh, uh, before anybody passes away from this earth, you have to get to Wrigley Field and experience what that like. Wrigleyville, it's the whole community around there uh, beforehand. You know, they close streets, the bars are open. It really is a party where there's a baseball game going on. Uh, and that's why even in down years when they haven't won, the crowds don't go away because it's, it's an event. Every single game is an event uh, that starts with it being a party and a fun experience that you just happen to be watching a ball game while it's going on. But regardless of what's going on on the field, uh, you're having fun, and it is, there is nothing like it. There really isn't anything like it in Major League Baseball, and absolutely should be on everybody's baseball bucket list. Okay, so if I'm going to win the lottery, I should put a little money aside and make a trip to Chicago. Where should I sit at Wrigley Field? Should I sit in the bleachers, or where should I sit in Wrigley Field? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, at one point you might have said, well, you can go into the apartments across the street right. and, and do that, <laughs> but that's getting blocked a little bit by right. the, the scoreboards and such right now. Yeah. I, I, there's not really a bad seat in the house. The bleachers are fun. I, I always like to have a screen in front of me. I'm just saying. I, I personally would rather be behind home plate uh, to be able to experience it. But I, but I think that one of the things about being behind home plate is that you get to see the entire field and the ivy out in front of you. Uh, you know, and I would go more in the summer when the ivy's green and, and thriving out there because it is a completely different look and a completely different experience that way. So I would, I would sit to where I could see the field in front of me uh, instead of looking from the outfield in. Okay. And your message to Mariners fans today is don't freak Keep out. Going. Don't freak out. Good good starting pitching is on the way, right? I, ooh, I lost Steve. I lost Steve. That was it. Either that or he wasn't saying that. <laughs> We've got a lot to worry about. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, anyway, I think, I think he thought the end of the uh, interview was with Washington's lottery uh, bucket list. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.